Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Y'all know what it is. Whenever you hear my voice first, that can only mean one thing. It is a Moats host. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wednesday. Where my air horn at? So, ladies and gentlemen, yes, it is Arthur Moats, Weston Euler. We are taking you inside the Steelers Blitz for the next two hours. And this is what we do on Steeler Nation Radio, man. And I am excited because... You know, it wasn't like anything happened yesterday with the <laughs> NFL trade deadline that, quiet that, could pre- that could have an impact on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, that typically doesn't happen around here. So I just figured that we should start off with the fact that we had breaking news that we did trade a player. By the name we, of Melvin Ingram. Once again, you and I are incorrect in our analysis. Huh. Who would have thought? Pittsburgh Steelers traded Melvin Ingram uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs for a six-round pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. Yes. Uh, that was official yesterday um, after or coming on the heels of the reports from, I believe, it was Aditi Kikobala, yes. who um, essentially had talked about him not just being upset with his situation, but also feeling like he should be out there over Alex Highsmith as well. So, obviously, we saw this situation heating up a little bit. It was getting a little spicy, a little spicy in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when we left out of here on Monday, we both kind of were on the same agreement that, hey, man, even if he's disgruntled, we doubt he gets traded. And if they do trade him, it's not going to be to an AFC team. Right. And certainly, certainly not no. the Kansas City Chiefs. Certainly not them. Uh-huh. But as you can imagine, to our surprise, Kansas City Chiefs were the recipients. Not only an AFC team. The I mean, the team that's the been, last three years been in the Super Bowl, AFC Championship game, yeah. like and and desperately yeah. needs some help on defense. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I was definitely surprised in terms of the destination. Um, but I wanted to get your initial thoughts on the trade, man. When you just yeah. saw that he was moved, were you surprised by that? Did you expect it? Were you upset about it, or were you happy mm-hmm. about it? Just let me know your initial thoughts on it without getting too far in depth, because we're gonna build this thing sure. up as we sure. do. Sure, yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I, I was certainly surprised. Um, I think for all the reasons that on Monday we said, right, we didn't expect anything to happen. You and I said, if, if anything, uh, we expect the Steelers to be buyers at, at the deadline. Yeah. You know, maybe add depth, a depth piece somewhere for a fifth or sixth round pick themselves. I was surprised by that. Um, I was surprised that it came at a position where we know the Steelers, rightfully so, are very confident, very comfortable with T.J. Watt. Top end, we are great. Trent Jordan Watt, a pretty good football player, might have heard of him. Uh, And Alex Highsmith, we know young guy, feels like he's getting better. They believe in Alex Highsmith. They have a lot of faith in this guy. Most of us do as well. But, buddy, it's the National Football League, and I know you and I, we said good things about Taco Charlton on Monday, and we meant them. And I I even had tacos yesterday in his honor. It's funny funny that Melvin Ingram got traded on Taco Tuesday, huh? It's like that sometimes, man. Right now, it feels like we are back at where we were a couple weeks ago, 
And that is, man, you better, whatever God you pray to, whatever superstition you have, you better knock on wood or do whatever, cross your fingers, that T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith stay relatively healthy the rest of the season. And I say relatively healthy because that's the realistic expectation. It's life in the National Football League plus an additional regular season game this year. Guys are going to get banged up. Newsflash. Yeah. You play and in that the NFL. It counts when you get to the actual playoff part of it. <laughs> especially a violent like, position man. like edge rusher. Yeah. You're going to get your bumps and bruises. You just are. Uh, that is surprising to me, Arthur Motes, but it's pretty clear to me that the Steelers chose peace. You know, they they just didn't want to deal with it anymore. And, you know, the funny thing is, when you say they chose peace, being a part of that locker room with James Harrison, I could totally understand it. Because Peace be the journey. Because not just that situation, but we talked about the National Anthem situation as well. Um, anybody that's been on this team in the past seven, eight years, you've dealt with a lot of uh, – non-peaceful moments within house that you essentially had to Mr. overcome Big you know chest. because the thing is as players we understand how to compartmentalize and it's like one of our greatest gifts but at the same time it, it hurts you in life post football because you're so used to compartmentalizing that's why me and my wife are always trying to talk because i be like hey babe it's the job i'm used to compartmentalizing i don't hang on to stuff i just okay we have an issue i'm gonna throw that over here and i'm gonna operate the rest of my way but you can't do that in regular life but with I love that. But as a Steeler, oh, I, I mean, that. that's how you, we've had to operate and conduct business. So I 100% can understand if they decided to just say, hey, look, man, we don't want to deal with the potential headache. We don't want to deal with the potential damage control. We don't want to we don't want to deal with having to play therapy session every time Melvin Ingram is in a meeting with Alex Highsmith. And if Alex does something bad on film, you got Melvin with a rebuttal. You just don't want to deal with that. Nope. Because it gets old extremely quick and it gets uncomfortable extremely quick. And even though you can win in spite of, it's just another obstacle that you have to overcome. And I think all of us would agree that this team doesn't need any more obstacles. No, they already they got not. enough personnel wise. They don't need any more Correct. in terms of They're balancing personalities a, as well. They're a pretty good division with a, a lot yeah. of tough teams left on the schedule, too. They don't need any additional distractions or drama yeah. or, you know, as, as Wolf would always say, right? Subtractors. Absolutely. Or dividers. We don't need We don't that. need any subtractors or dividers. We want adders and multipliers. Yeah, we definitely don't need that, man. And we're going to continue this conversation because, like I said, it's a lot of layers. Yeah. But I'm excited because in the second hour, we are going to get a chance to be joined by Terrence Garvin, former teammate of mine, Pittsburgh Steelers. talk to TV. WVU Mountaineer. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, I'll keep the WVU oh, yeah. banter oh, at yeah. a minimum, but, you know, we might slide one or two. Oh, yeah, but yeah, we'll get a chance to talk with him <laughs> as well about this situation and some other upcoming inside linebacker stuff as well. But, um... With that being the case, though, man, with this trade, now that it has happened, would you have done that? Would you, Wesley Euler, yeah. if you were Mr. General Manager of the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, would you have traded Melvin Ingram? I would not have. And I want to preface this, Arthur Motes, by saying, you know, this is why I think we have the good duality of man on this show. Mm -hmm. I haven't been in the locker room when there's been those situations, yeah. where there's been dividers, where there's been subtractors. I haven't. I, I haven't experienced what that's like. Why have I always had to experience this and, stuff, man? And this, is, this isn't even one of those like, <laughs> oh, Arthur Motes, we've all had bad teammates. We've all had bad coworkers. Not like this. Mm. Because we all have had. If, if you played sports growing up, whatever. I mean, Wes is a bad coworker. You, Come on now. If you if you work in a setting with other people, you've had bad coworkers. Me you've and Wes bad... always about the fight after we get off the mic. Oh, I can't do, stand oh, you. Don't you? you park next to me. Why do you think I'm walking around with black eyes all the time? <laughs> well, he's flattening my tires, not fights, man. Not fights that I win. Jeez. Everyone's had bad coworkers, 
But that's different than this. The contracts, the money, the pride, mm -hmm. the egos that are involved in an NFL locker room are not like they are here at iHeartRadio. Or I mean, you know, that Adam Crowley, he does walk around puffing his chest out well, all you know, the time, I tell you. Man, you know. um, but but it, it's not to the same level as it is in your office or in your workplace or in any of our workplaces as it is like that. When you come into work on Monday, you and your coworkers aren't sitting down and the boss is going over tape talking about, all right, you did this well. Uh, mm -hmm. Look at the Halloween candy that Moats passed out, but Wes was giving out milk duds. All right? There, there's a lot and, that goes into And not into just this. in front of you, but in front of your peers as well. I, and, the, and the media as 100%, well. 100%. 100%. So none of us, unless you have played a professional, unless you've been a professional athlete in some sport, all right, with million-dollar contracts, yeah. you don't know what it's like. But with that all being prefaced, I hate it just from the standpoint of it. It feels like now, once again, we need outside linebacker depth, and I'm going to be shook if, you know, T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith are on the ground, you know, injured after a play. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. If we see them getting up slow or anything, it's going to be a major concern because we understand that the next man up is Taco Charlton. The next man up is Derek Tuska. Like we said, Taco has pedigree, but as much as when I was listening to Coach Tomlin hype up Taco, I also was reminded that Taco was drafted before T.J. Watt. Mm -hmm. And we've seen how those two careers have played out very, very very differently. <laughs> Just a bit. So that really doesn't make me feel any more confident about this. I mean, we're literally a growing tweak <laughs> away from James Harrison being and called that, again. Like, what, seriously, bro, this is nuts, man. members of the groin tweak club yes, so far this season. So for me, man, that, that was the part where I just didn't like the move. Now, for me, because I unfortunately and fortunately do have those experiences of being in locker rooms where sure, that's these sentences are extremely on the other side toxic. I get the whole narrative of, man, you're letting the player win. You can't allow him to just get traded because he's disgruntled. You got to force him. You got to make him stay there. And then you got to play hardball with him. I've seen that approach as well. And honestly, guys at this level, especially guys that have been in the league as long as Melvin – they get to that point where everybody has heard it before. They call it F.U. money, meaning you can find that man, but this is a guy that's already accumulated over how many millions of dollars. Yep. So as much as you would like to find him, there are still limitations to how much you can find him because, See, once again, the NFL PA. Yep. So you can go the route of playing hardball if you're the coach of the organization, but why doesn't that work? Because as players, we pay dues. As payers, as players – when Melvin decides to have the PA fight it, who do you think is paying for those lawyers that Melvin is going to be using for the fight? All the players. <laughs> so even you, in flashback, you remember Tom Brady, Deflate Gate, right? Oh, sure do. And everybody, all the media was getting on. But you know, it's the players. They didn't have that same image. You know why? Because they didn't want to pay for it. Because, no, we were going to pay for it. <laughs> we knew his lawyers, that, that team that represented him, that's through the PA. And guess who's paying the PA? Us. So when you try to take that approach, that is another way that this thing could go wrong. And that's the part when we talk about it being layered that the common person watching forgets that. They lose that because they've never had to experience that element. So when I think of this situation again, I say to myself, man, as much as I wouldn't have wanted to trade him and as much as I definitely wouldn't have wanted to trade him to a Kansas City Chiefs team, if that was going to be my only offer, I think you have to do it because this. 
his contract was front loaded in terms of it, how we paid him. Three what three million of it was a signing bonus, meaning he's already had that money. Correct. Meaning if you cut him, you were going to be paying him three million dollars to be on the street. Meaning when you traded him, you were still going to be paying him three million dollars to play for whoever else. So that three million dollars is already going to be spent. It's already gone. You might as well. Get you might as well get something, something back. Because even if you were to release him. He still has that three million. He could still go sign with them, saying Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And you that's you just without a six. And now you just without the six round pick, yeah. and you still paying three million dollars. Now it's not to the same extent of like Antonio Brown. We're paying him twenty million sure, to not be sure. here. But we all laugh and we talk about teams. Oh, Brock Brock Osweiler. Remember that situation? Remember the Browns Man, basically Browns paid seventeen million dollars for a second round draft play. pick. Like. <laughs> So when I think of those things, I say to myself, if you're the Steelers, man, you had to get what you could get. And at least it was a six-round pick. But to me, that six-round pick is worth not having to deal with that headache because firsthand experience, it's bad. Yeah. It gets really bad. It gets really uncomfortable, man. But I want to hear from the power grid as well, man. Let us know your thoughts on this trade, man. Melvin Ingram to the Kansas City Chiefs. Would you have traded Melvin? Do you think – you know, you could have went a different approach or could have got more from him. But let us know your thoughts on the trade, if you would have done it or not, at DaBody52. DaBody. And at Wesley Euler. Da good hair. Now continuing on with this conversation, though, man. We do have some tweets, too, whenever you want to go to them. Are they pretending to the uh, – Yeah, yeah, we got Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go to it right now. Then. We can get sure? some. Yeah, we get some. All right. Yeah. Uh, Don Juan says, sums up the whole trade, we need volunteers, not hostages. Mike Tomlin. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Moach, you know what I thought when I when I heard that quote? What's up? I mean, were Mike Tomlin angling to be the next head coach of the University of Tennessee? Oh, he wants man. volunteers? Oh, man. I see what you did there. They got to ask him about this in his press conference next I, week. I hope you do. <laughs> but, no, you know, first thing I thought of when he said it was L. Bell, man. You know, that, was, that was the L. Bell line absolutely. right there, man. Um, but I, I do think with a lot of this stuff, and – I can hear, you know Tom Bradley, of course, yeah. the old Steelers coach, old Penn State defensive coordinator. Uh, I'm fortunate enough around the combine, around the draft, to get some do some shows with him. And Tom Bradley always says, more talent, more tolerance. Less talent, less tolerance. Oh, it's that simple. And that certainly yeah. applies with a lot of this stuff. But I think... It's 100% that simple. I, I think, in, in a way, too, since A.B. and Lev, mm-hmm. the Steelers have started to draw a harder line with some of this stuff. It's still more tolerant, right. more but talent, you still, more you, tolerance. You still have to draw that line, 100%, yeah. because with A.B. and L. Bell, it kind of got out of control a little bit. Just, 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 just a nice way to say it. kind of got a little out of control. That is a fine way to yeah. put it, and we're moving on. But um, <laughs> when we talk about that whole volunteer versus hostage situation, I always laugh because unless you're a draft pick, I mean, no, 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 excuse me. As a draft pick, technically you're a hostage. You didn't choose to be there. You didn't choose to That's sign true. on there. It was like Until they you picked. sign that extension, you you're saying? technically like, <laughs> a hostage in professional sports. Yeah, but that's the part I always laugh it's at. It's not like, like college uh, where you signed a, a right, letter like, of intent. Because like, I think there. of L. Bell, and I'm like, well, y'all said volunteers and hostage. I'm like, well, he didn't ask to be drafted by the Steelers. He just asked to be paid more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But. I digress. I digress. <laughs> Jason says, I hate the Ingram trade. I still think we need linebacker depth. Why, why, why did we trade him in the NFC and to a team we will play AFC, at least once me. this yeah. year? Yeah, no, I – man, if the Chiefs start getting things moving in the right direction and come December they're playing really good football and God forbid Melvin Ingram is a part of that, there's going to be some emotions flying well, around. And when you think most. about their team, I mean – the biggest issue has been what defense and turnovers. And even with that, they're still sitting at 500. 
as bad as they've been playing, as inconsistent as they've been playing, they're sitting at 500. And that's why, for me, I'm just like, we're a team that is in direct competition with them both being in the AFC. But more importantly, if we're talking wild card positioning, right? If we don't think they're going to win their division because the Raiders have, you know, made this big lead, but you still got the Chargers in there as well, why would I potentially help them have the opportunity to get a second or third team into the playoffs. That hurts what we're trying to accomplish here. Agree. So once again, I'm just like, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Don't like bang, bang. Mm-mm. Julie says uh, she's disappointed in Ingram. She hates him going to Kansas City, but she's trusting in Mike Tomlin. She thinks that this is a sign that they have faith in Taco Charlton, and uh, she's expecting him to surprise us. I hope the surprise is real. If we, if it is a surprise, it would be great. I'm just that's concerned, the, that's, man. The, I am too, but hey, that could be the silver lining in all of this. Yeah. We'll see. I'm concerned too, though. Julie, I like your optimism. I hope my you thing are correct. Is, you know how I tell you this all the time. If we're talking about a guy in year one or year two, sure. Maybe he's a slow developer. Maybe it's this. Let's not forget the same Kansas City team that exactly. desperately needs help on defense. Yeah. Cut Taco. Yeah. That, that's my whole thing. I'm just like, at this stage – Believe what you see. A player is who he is. Now, every once in a while, you'll have an outlier guy. You know, a Mark uh, Mark Anderson, for example, right? Yeah. Started out, it's kind of running the mill. Then he goes to New England, gets double digit sacks two years in a row. And you're like, oh, okay, who is this guy? Maybe that, a Ryan Tannehill. Right. But even those, there's Ryan and reason Ryan to those. Like, but yeah, it, and it was because like, Tannehill. Okay, clearly he was in the wrong system and the wrong and coach. Even with Tannehill, he still had success in Miami. Correct. Still was a four thousand yard passer that's, in that's Miami. A good point. We've never seen Taco. Yeah. Play to anywhere close to the level of a Melvin Ingram. And to just assume that he's going to come in and be able to do what he does on a consistent basis, I'm not as optimistic about that. But Agreed. I hope that we're wrong. But I, I hope, I absolutely I hope that we're wrong. I am 1,000% open to being wrong. Once again, we are incor- incorrect in our analysis. Brian tweets us and says, what's up, fellas? Uh, I agree, not having the headache of a disgruntled player is worth any pick. Such is life in the National Football League. I'm on my way to San Diego from Washington State to visit family. Thanks for keeping me entertained. Drive Let's safe. Go. Drive safe out there, Brian. I got to yes, tell you what. indeed, man. That's got to be a heck of a drive, I would imagine. Probably beautiful Washington drive, State down to Southern California. Probably some beautiful scenery, though, man. Sign me up for that. I mean, you hit some traffic in a couple places, obviously, that's probably traffic, not too fun. Though, but man? Traffic is a part of life, man. I mean, we, it's telling you to when pause you're sitting and meditate. in, like, 70-degree weather, traffic isn't exactly. nearly as bad man, as... Enjoy the scenery. Just take in life, baby. Just take in Come life. Come on, now. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Um, do, 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 do. DJ says. Deontay? Should have traded Ebron instead. I'm not happy with it. Uh, Thrash says, I wouldn't have traded Melvin, but I heard someone uh, say that the Chiefs originally offered a seventh, and then other teams got involved, and the Chiefs came back with the offer of a sixth. Hmm. Interesting. Hey. We'll take it. Uh, listen, I'll take I'll take the draft pick, and, and a six rounder is a late round pick, mm-hmm. but you can still use that as capital for for something down the road, possibly too. Yeah, very true, very true. You got some options with that. It just to me, I just feel like Ingram was worth more to us. Agreed. Than I, do, that I agree with six that. Six round pick necessarily would be in this twenty twenty two draft. Now. Annie says, this is a good point by Annie. She says, I'm not happy about losing Melvin Ingram. I love the depth and the security blanket that he provided. However, we have a front row seat to the OBJ drama in Cleveland. We don't need to bring the circus to town over this. That's a That's a good point. I agree. But even with the OBJ thing, I still feel like 
it's different because Melvin is directly in the locker room and Melvin is the one voicing his displeasure. With the OBJ situation, it's everybody but OBJ. It's the wife, it's the dad, it's LeBron. So to me, I still, I'm just like, I wish it was like that where it was outside influences and not Melvin, but in this situation, it was Melvin. <laughs> like, if I'm Baker, I can come into work and say, oh, man, that wasn't OBJ saying that was his dad. I don't have to work with his dad. I work with OBJ. And right. if OBJ comes and say, bro, I ain't tripping, we're good. We're pull, let's play football. But if I'm Alex Highsmith and I got you on record saying <laughs> that you got an issue, you think you better than me, bro, how you think that's going to look when I sit in this locker room I'm looking at you? You think I'm going to say, hey, hey, Melvin, how was practice today? No, buddy. You think we're going to be in a film? Hey, yo, what'd you see on this six technique, man? All right, when, is he shading? Or, how would you play this right? You think that conversation going to happen? Not at all. It reminds all. me of Martavis Bryant. When, ex- Once again, I'm always here for the nonsense, right? He put that tweet out. You always here for the nonsense. Who, who was at the draft announcing picks when it happened? Think about it. That's Juju Smith-Schuster. That was when me and you were bumping yeah, shoulders in Philly absolutely. and not, not knowing it. And we're sitting here like, bro, did he really just tweet that? Did like, really just- what are you doing? Like, you know what this is about to be when we all got to come back to work. <laughs> we Not all got to come back here like, bro, what are we doing? Not mine. You just, when it's, when it's the, when it's that player and he is directly letting you know, no different with James Harris. When James Harris started letting know, it was like, all right, bro, what are we going to do here, man? Because it's about to get real <laughs> this uncomfortable. This isn't working. <laughs> it's it's going to get real uncomfortable because eventually the more you voice your displeasure, the more it's going to put down another person. And the more you're putting down that person, the the, the, the natural man instinct for these ultra-competitive alpha males is going to come out as well. And you're not going to keep telling me that you're better than me, that you feel like you could do this more than me publicly and just expect me to just take that. So that's the other part of it. I'm like, yeah. And that's the it's, part it's again different. that not many of us right. can relate to. Because I was you've like, with, with the situation. Odell situation, is he hasn't directly said it, even though we it could be coming from his camp, even though he's probably feeding it to them because he hasn't directly said it. It's just different. Agreed. It's different. Totally agreed. Frankie Z tweets us. Shout out to Frankie Z. I think the first timer. Absolutely. All right, hold now, on. Now is that Z like Zoltan? Ah, oh, like Zlatan. Oh, like 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 Zap. Like Zamboni. Like zebra. Like. Let's go! Zachary? <laughs> Zilch? <laughs> uh, let's get John McCain in here to welcome Frankie to the madness. Welcome to the party, pal! Uh, Frankie Z says, guys, you paid all that you paid that money to get him to come to the team as a free agent. The money's spent and gone. You might as well get what you can for it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you gotta you gotta recuperate um something here. Uh, CR from Steeler Nation Chicago. Shout out to CR. Let's go, baby. Says the could'ves, would'ves, should'ves have no impact on the game. Keep calm and wave your terrible towel. Now, do you fault Melvin? Because this is the other thing that I started to see as well. People were faulting him for changing his mind, right? Um, Man, you knew the situation coming in. Now, granted, I still haven't seen the full transcript of these conversations because I don't even know what the full conversation was of his role, but everybody has, you know, They've already seen it somehow, some way, I'm assuming. Because they all say, well, man, you knew what the deal was coming into this thing. Why would you change your mind? I just need to know. How do you feel about that, man? So, see, I I, I always come down, like, I, 
these are tough for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were calling Melvin Ingram a phony yesterday, right? Yeah. And a lot of people are going out and they're digging up the quotes from him at training camp where he's saying Alex Highsmith is going to be a beast and I'm happy to work with TJ Watt and to be a part of it. In fact, you know what? I got some of them right here. All right. Uh, some of the things that Melvin Ingram said uh, throughout training camp and throughout the preseason. I'm just trying to help out. Coaches will tell me whatever my role is. I'm going to go out and work hard every day and figure it out. This team, the culture, the coaches, the city, I'm blessed to be a part of it. Um, It's great to play with all these guys. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Alex Highsmith is special. That's something he also said during training camp. He talked about how he feels that with this defense, it can be a special year. The sky is the limit. I'm just here to work. I'm here to do whatever they ask of me. Those are some of the things that, mm-hmm. that, that, that he said, you know, leading up to the season, yeah. during preseason, things like that. A lot of people pull, you know, because mm-hmm. this, is, this is social media. But yeah. I remember Arthur Motes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they heard they dragged me on Twitter. Well, that's okay because Twitter isn't a real place. Absolutely. But you know how this works in life. Uh, Melvin Ingram is not the first person to go through this. This mm-hmm. is not just a sports thing. Mm-hmm. If you say things and then end up doing something different, people are going to go and they're going to find those receipts. That's just the world that we live in in 2021. But I never but, know how to feel about that. So I I feel like this um, when you're talking about those receipts, right? Like people's opinions it, and attitudes the, are allowed to change. Well, I just find it funny that. But it's still not felt, a good look. No, no, but my thing is this, right? He could feel that way when he signed here, right? But what was to say that the team wasn't also feeding him that information when he signed here? Maybe it was more open. Maybe it was more a clear, defined division of labor. But now season comes and team changes because, as we've talked about these past couple of weeks especially, his role has changed drastically. So the team could change their role, but they're never faulted. They're never viewed as wrong. I mean, we talk about contract situations, right? A team signs to an extension. What's up, Jalen Smith? I ain't trying to call y'all, but a team signs to a mega deal. Tells you you're the guy they want to build around for the next, you know, five years, and then they release you two years later. Team's not faulted for that, though, right? Team's not viewed as not loyal. Team's not viewed as dishonest. Team's not viewed as being a liar and all these other things, right? But when a player decides that, hey, you know what, man? This isn't what y'all told me. This is not what we agreed upon, and they voiced that. Now everybody wants to pull receipts. Now everybody wants to do all this I, digging. I agree with you on that. That, to me, is my biggest I 100% issue. agree with you on that. I think the one wrinkle that's important mm-hmm. to note, though, I think it is different when it's like a veteran guy who comes in on a one-year contract okay. as opposed to somebody who signed a longer term. But because see, like with I Debo, personally right, don't, though. I think fans feel like, okay, you were a free agent out there for a reason, mm-hmm. right? There wasn't a ton of market for you. Okay. You're, you know your role when you're coming in uh-huh. here. I just think that's different to the fans. And I'm not saying right well, or wrong. But I'm that's, just saying but that's as my opposed thing, to signing but, but a see, three, four, that, five That's my issue, deal. though, in terms of we're talking about the fans because the fans are the ones who pull up the receipts, right? Oh, the fans oh, are the well, ones who me- go that some, route, right? Some media people, too, a- a- are absolutely getting in their they feelings do. a little and, bit. And, and that's my biggest issue. When it comes to a player, people are, you know, put the battery in their back, Energizer Bunny style, ready to go find every little thing to bash a player or or come at a player's character. But when it's organization, oh, they played dumb then. Now they play like they don't see anything. Now they don't want to be an investigator. Now, they, now, now they're you're, not Big J Jones anymore. Right on that. And, and that's my biggest issue. We would say for, keep that same energy, right? I think you're absolutely that, right. That's my whole issue. With I think it. you're right on that. For the most part, right, fans are always going to stick up for their team. Mm-hmm. 
and I think the rare exceptions are guys like Juju, mm-hmm. who almost like have their own, you know, athletes. Correct, they're big Tom, enough. Tom Brady's, right. and, you know what I mean? Like guys who are big enough. Guys, mm-hmm. You're seeing some of that with Odell Beckham in Cleveland, too. Yeah. There's a lot of the Odell Beckham nation that's that's getting involved in some of this noise. Um I think though fans are like fans are going to be fans. They're going to have mm-hmm. their teams back ninety nine percent of the time. Well, and I understand that, and that's yeah. the purpose of me being a player, just giving and both that's sides. Why, of that's it, man. why we got the fans on the Twitter dot yeah. com. We got the athletes sitting here, and I just try and be the mediator to keep this train yeah. on the tracks. Well, except for today because it's Mo's Host Wednesday. Hey, baby. you know how we do, man. Uh, we do have plenty more tweets to get what, to what on we'll this, do but we'll is get this to get those later on. Absolutely, because what we would do, man, we're going to go to break real quick because we got to pay the bills. But when we come back, we're going to have Terrence Garvin, former Pittsburgh Steelers oh, linebacker. Yeah. WBU, West Virginia Mountaineer, to talk a little bit about this Melvin trade and some of the division of labor at the inside linebacker position, ladies and Love gentlemen. It. So we're definitely excited about that. Make sure you stay tuned. This is Moulton Euler on SNR.